Hey guys, it's Patricia with Gymnastics Now, and this is the GN10, where we give you your gymnastics news in 10 minutes or less. So let's go. All right, so first up, it is Winter Cup week, or it will be in approximately 24 to 48 hours. So next weekend, we've got Winter Cup. We're heading up to Louisville this week. Very excited about that. Competition will be Friday to Sunday. A quick rundown of that competition. Friday afternoon, we start things off with senior men day one. Friday evening is the junior women's competition. That's only one, one meet, one competition, one day. Saturday afternoon is the senior women's competition. Same deal with them, they only compete once. Then Saturday evening, we have elite team cup and junior men's all around. So that's the junior men competing with their regions. A lot of fun, very exciting. Hope you tune in for that. Give those guys some support. And then Sunday afternoon, we have Nastia Lucan Cup. And Sunday evening, we wrap things up with senior men's day two competition, as well as the junior men's day two competition. So very exciting there. USA Gymnastics will be streaming or um, doing a full production for this meet. So they will be streaming it for free on the YouTube, on their their YouTube, the YouTube, their YouTube. Um, that's Nasi Lucan Cup, Elite Team Cup, and all of Winter Cup competition. So it will not be on NBC, it will be on the USA Gymnastics YouTube. So that's an important uh, viewership viewing note. Um, podium training will be on Flip Now, which is their pay-per-view platform. So if you're hoping to tune in to podium training um, later in the week before competition starts, you'll have to pay for that access to watch that. We will be there for podium training and doing media. So we will have updates. We will be doing a podium training news and notes live blog that you can follow if you don't want to pay for Flip Now. Um, and be throughout the weekend doing live blogs, um, features, providing all those kinds of updates, photos, etc., from Louisville. So if you want to have access to that, you can subscribe to Gymnastics Now, and that also supports our mission, supports being able to hire photographers and our writers and to be able to bring you all of this content from now through the Olympics and onwards. So we really appreciate that if you do subscribe. So with Winter Cup, we have obviously we talked about schedule, live coverage, um, what to expect. So just high level looking at the storylines, we will have previews for men's and women's coming up this week, but high level, it's really about the who's who at Winter Cup, I guess you could say. It's an, it's like the kickoff for the US domestic season. It's really a get your feet wet competition. It's low stakes. And yeah, it, it's sometimes people will call, especially for just in general, I guess it is Splatfest. Um, you know, hopefully we're not ever wishing any of the athletes to fall or whatever, but it's just kind of a, you go out there and you see what's going on. Maybe you're throwing not your full difficulty routines because it's not necessary. Maybe you're um, throwing some difficulty because it is low stakes. So you can kind of test these skills out right now. Um, athletes approach it differently, but that being said, it's still exciting to have elite gymnastics back and to get to watch some amazing athletes. And those amazing athletes that we will be seeing this weekend, we'll see uh, Gabby Douglas returning for her first competition since the 2016 Rio Olympics. So that's definitely the headliner, the big 
the big news item this week. So we'll finally get to see what she's looking like. How has she progressed since she started this comeback more than a year ago? Um, we've seen some clips from her on bars and beam and um, you know double layout into the pit um, or on a soft mat on floor. So really exciting to see what she's putting together. Um, and yeah, just if, you know, she's an Olympic contender based off of what we've seen, these like little snippets here and there, she looks really good. So we'll actually get to kind of get a full look at what she's doing. And this is important for Gabby because while it's a get your feet wet competition for everyone else, she hasn't competed in nearly eight years. And you know, she can't just walk onto the Olympic team. So this is an important step to show the selection committee and show everyone that she is back and she is here and she is capable of competing for her third Olympic team. And then we have Suni Lee, who was added to the field earlier this week. Um, the whole, her whole reason for coming to Winter Cup is doing Winter Cup so then she can get assigned to the Baku World Cup and get her full twisting Jaeger named after her. So make it the Lee. Um, you can go read the full story where Suni is talk about, talking about this on olympics.com. Scott Bregman um, talked to her, but that was quote unquote what she said. She's looking to get it named at international competition where she does basically like a very watered down routine, but focuses on that full twisting Jaeger and getting it named in Baku. So it's very exciting. And that means that um, yeah, that skill is coming. And then also it kind of like puts it out of the way. So if she, you know, wants to compete or doesn't want to compete at the Olympics or in the lead up to the Olympics, she can, but it's kind of another checkbox for the reigning Olympic all around champion. So, um, and also she is training a double pike off beam. So that's also something else to watch. Um, and then we go to the men. So for the men, um, the big storyline is Brody Malone's return after his leg injury um, in March of last year. We ha talked to Brody um, after that and really broke it all down on the site so you can go read that story. But Brody has been making his way back. He competed for the first time at the Houston National Invitational and then um, re more recently at the Evo Elite Collegiate Open. And of course, Brody is a part of the Evo senior men's elite team. So we have seen him compete pommel horse, rings, and parallel bars. They have been basically all watered down dismounts um, at these past couple of meets if, if you know applicable. Um, he did put up a 14-4 on pommel horse at that Evo meet. So that's very promising. Don't know exactly what, you know, we're going to see from him this weekend, but we assume it's going to be again, easing back into it. He hasn't competed in nearly a year. Um, and we're not trying to, he's not trying to get out here and make an Olympic team tomorrow. So, um, really just getting back out there. But of course, Brody was the guy in for Tokyo, the, the U S men's leader, the, the top dog. And, um, the question is, is can he get back to that level and be able to make his second Olympic team? And this is the start of that. So important to watch and see, you know, where he's at, where he's going, you know, is it going to happen? Um, but his pommel horse looked really good. He looks strong. It looks like he's still working back to full everything, but 
he's on his way and he's definitely ahead of schedule. And then let's talk withdrawals. So Fred Richard has withdrawn. He told us that he's okay. He's dealing with some minor, minor injuries, so it's just precautionary and um, really just wants to focus on being able to, you know, do what he needs to do later this year at the Olympics, et cetera, to make an Olympic team. So precautionary. Um, he did compete actually this past weekend or um, today uh, and got a 14.45 on high bars. So he's still competing. Um, it's just all six with these minor injuries, not worth it right now. So he withdrew. Um, Zoe Miller also withdrew. She didn't disclose her injury, but she said it wasn't gonna happen right now, so she withdrew. And then Jordan Childs withdrew. She said she tweaked her shoulder. Don't know which shoulder, I'm just referencing shoulders. But didn't want, she hasn't been able to, to train at the level that she would like to, so she has withdrawn from the meet. So those are the three big withdrawals this week. Um, it's likely that there might be more. It's always happens in the week leading up to an, an event, but um, Nothing major as far as those withdrawals go, at least from what we can tell. Those are just precautionary and, um, or for, for sure with Fred and Jordan, precautionary to you know make sure that they can, they don't hurt themselves further and they can make it through this big Olympic push that the next six months will bring. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of a high look at you know who's to watch at Winter Cup, the schedule, streaming. Um, but very exciting and we're looking forward to like i said getting up to kentucky and seeing how things kind of play out so quickly turning to a couple of other headlines olympic selection procedures for the u.s men and u.s women have been released so um, of course the olympic teams will be decided and named at olympic trials and um, for the men we do know now that the highest and i'm reading this word for word so it's very clear. The highest scoring all-around athlete from the combined rank order, so highest scoring all-around athlete, of two days of competition at trials will automatically qualify to the... Hmm. I'm reading the women's, so we're going to switch that up. So this is the women's, but the highest scoring all-around athlete from the combined rank order of two days of competition at trials will automatically qualify to the Olympic team. So that is who automatically gets onto the team. Of course, last Olympics, that was Simone. Um, that would probably be expected to be Simone at this point in time. Um, and then the rest of the team, the four additional members of the team, because the teams are five this time around, <clears throat> again, going back to Rio numbers, um, will be decided by the Athlete Selection Committee. And then for the men, um, it's a little bit more complicated. Not complicated, but the top all-around athlete will also automatically qualify to the Olympic team, but they have to also place within the top three on at least three individual apparatus. So it's a little bit like more of a, a asterisk stipulation. You don't just finish top number one in the all-around after two days of trials and you get to go, you also have to be top three on three events. So whatever three events, but you gotta be top three. So then the remaining four will be decided by the, um, by the senior selection committee. So they name it a little bit differently, their committee names. So 
um, and they have a bunch of different team scoring scenarios and things like that. So if you wanna see the actual breakdowns for the selection procedures for the men and the women, you can go to usagymnastics.org, usagym.org, and they have them fully broken down under men's artistic and women's artistic. Um, for the FIG, FIG, whatever you want to call it, World Cup Series, the, that has begun. It's one of the last chances to qualify for Paris that began this weekend in Cairo, Egypt. Um, that is ongoing, that meet is ongoing, but basically through this meet and the next three meets, Kapis, Baku, and Doha, <clears throat> those athletes that have not are not part of a nation who has already qualified a team or have not already qualified as individuals are trying to earn two spots or one of the spots that are available and they're nominative spots, meaning that if you earn it as an athlete, you get to go, that you get to go, the nation cannot take it away from you, the nation, your nation cannot assign it to another athlete. Um, so that being said, um, you earn points over these four meets and um, yeah, so the meet is ongoing, but some exciting things have already come out of these, of Cairo at least. One, the Cairo cat has made a return. So if you don't know about the Cairo cat, you can go on Twitter, X, etc., <clears throat> and see some videos of the original Cairo cat and the new Cairo cat. Um, don't know if it's the same one, but I don't think the coloring is the same. But uh, they did, athletes did spot more cats in the arena, so that's always fun. And that was on Valentine's Day, so nice little Valentine's treat for the gym turnout. And then the heron, we have a new named skill, which is the one and a half twisting double back Hillary Heron from Panama has etched her name in the history books, etched her name in the code of points. This is a skill that multiple athletes have tried to get named. Um, but they never got it to international competition or never landed in international competition. But Hillary has finally done it. And it was kind of a surprise. It, she posted about it um, back, I don't know, like a couple, maybe like a week or two ago. And she was training it in the gym, had gotten to Cairo and, or got into wherever she was to, for the prep for this World Cup <clears throat> and was training it and um, was like, basically like, I'm gonna go throw this and get it named. So, and if you don't know Hillary from previous events, well, she's of course qualified to Paris, but she's also the only other athlete to have um, competed the Biles, um, the original Biles, double layout half out in international competition. So she did that at Worlds this past um, October, end of September, October, um, and did so with uh, Simone obviously competing in the competition and 10 years after Simone came to Belgium and, and won, well, really started a, an era. Um, but Hillary is, you know, I mean, doing amazing things and for such a small country, it's incredible. And so I definitely recommend going to watch that. Um, and then some quick NCAA hits. Let's see. We have um, the CGA has announced their Hall of Fame, the College Gymnastics Association, which is for the men's NCAA, it's kind of the governing body for that. Um, they have announced their Hall of Fame, which is new this year. And John Roethlisberger is the first member of that ha first Hall of Fame class. 
So congratulations to him. <clears throat> and then definitely worth a mention, definitely worth a watch is Jackson Harrison from Arizona State. They won the floor title versus Michigan and Springfield tied for it with, I believe, Crew Bold from Michigan with a 14.050 and a 9.25 execution score plus the stick bonus because they had quite a few sticks. So very impressive and definitely worth the watch. <clears throat> so let's see if there's anything else. I guess we can touch on NCAA standings. Oklahoma is reigning supreme in women's and men's NCAA right now. NQS begins this week for the women, which is national qualifying score. They'll now be ranked by that instead of average. <coughs> and men's, it this was this past week was officially the first week of three score average ranking, which is how they rank for the rest of the season. And Oklahoma is on top of that as well. So. The Sooners are running things in NCAA right now. And then, of course, we have Stanford close behind um, the Sooners on the men's side. And <coughs> NQS is still to come. But in the top five for the women, we have LSU, California, Utah, Florida, and then plenty of other contenders. And people are already talking about, you know, how things are going to be seeded for regionals and how things are kind of gonna be a bloodbath. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. It's definitely gonna be tight and it's gonna be worth a watch as far as the tournament goes for the women. So very exciting things happening um, across NCAA Elite. So definitely tune in for Winter Cup this week. We will have live coverage and much more to come, but that's it as far as this week's GN10 goes. Really appreciate you tuning in. Make sure to subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to Gymnastics Now. It's just a little bit, but it goes a long way. And every subscription we celebrate and it matters to being able to produce this content for you guys. So thank you so much for supporting us and I'll talk to you next week.